0: Hello there, how are you? I hope you've had a super week. Um, I'm recording this actually on Sunday because I've had such a busy week and even worked yesterday, which is very rare for me. But uh, the week kicked off in London, a day trip to London, working with a super client down there. And um, then Tuesday, Wednesday... I actually did. And this made me smile, actually, because before um, lockdown, this just would not have been conceivable for me. But I did two days back to back one to ones online. So I actually did coaching calls for two full days with 30 minutes chatting, 15 minute break and then another call. And honestly, by Wednesday night, I was absolutely on my knees and I couldn't understand why, and I should know better. I'll come on to that in a minute. Thursday, I was presenting at a really super networking event, actually, which is a topic in itself. It's a marketing recruitment company, and as part of Met Marketing and as part of their offering, they created Met Mentoring And it's around mentoring for marketing professionals. So I was talking to a group of mentors and mentees at different parts in their career. And, you know, that's a topic for another day. But how powerful mentors can be, whether they're a formal mentor like this was or somebody that you are able to turn to for guidance, advice, what a powerful role they can have in your career or in your business. And then Saturday, so yesterday, something a little bit different for me, and uh, I know we've talked about something new on the podcast before, but I chaired an interview for Huddersfield Literature Festival, and I actually was the interviewer of one of the authors, fascinating lady called... Dr. Jules Montague who has written a book called The Imaginary Patient all around um, diagnosis and how we pitch up to the doctors and we are looking for a diagnosis to give us an answer and often we want that clarity but sometimes that diagnosis can lead us down a different path that may cause us more harm than potential treatment itself a fascinating read all around bias, um, how diagnoses are often influenced by racism, uh, culture, social norms and it sounds like um, it would be quite a medically Lead book, but Dr. Jules brings forward some fabulous stories about some of the people that she interviewed. So, anyway, highly recommend it. Um, But I, because it was something new for me, I'd read the book and I was thinking about how can I um, bring this to life for the audience and it's a really different kind of skill because obviously you're asking a question but then you're listening to the answers of the, um, in this case, of Dr Jules and then all of a sudden I'd be thinking, oh my goodness, I've got to have another question ready and it was a conversation but you are very conscious that there are a lot of people watching you and even though the whole thing was probably just an hour. I was absolutely exhausted afterwards and just it needed some time to myself. Even to the point that I rang home and said to my husband, I'm just gonna go for a little drive and have some time on my own just to collect my thoughts. I'll go and have a coffee somewhere. And this is what I'm getting to here is that for me, and some of you who know me, um, will think, oh well. Deborah, I would think, is an extrovert because I appear confident, I'm friendly, I'm quite loud sometimes, um, I speak and deliver workshops and have no problem networking and chatting to people. So you may think that I'm quite extrovert, but actually I am more introvert. I actually call myself an extroverted introvert in that I get my energy from a place Of quiet. So when I've had a situation, when I've had an event where I am with a lot of people, where I'm expending energy, then I need to find time to re-energize and recharge my batteries and that tends to be on my own. And that's what I wanted to talk about today because I do think there's this perception that Introverts are socially awkward and shy and I would never describe myself of either of those as either of those things but I definitely need to recharge my batteries after I've been in a stimulating environment. Now an ex- more extroverted person, Will gain energy from being with a large group of people. They feed off the energy of a group. They feed off time with other people. And I just wonder what you think you are. Is it something that you've reflected on? And, you know, I do think it's interesting because I'm often, and one of the reasons that I use different times, types of profiling and don't use a particular profiling tool is that I'm always reluctant to give somebody a label. I like to be aware and be able to think, yes, well, that person maybe is more driven or that person needs time to um, be on their own and think more, they're more intuitive and we all have these different behaviours but I don't think you can put people into a particular box and I think perhaps this is what happens with extroverts and introverts. We think of them as either end of a scale and actually most of us are a mix somewhere unless, you know, uh, some people will be an extreme example But most of us are a mix and somewhere in the middle. So it was a few years ago when I sort of dug a little bit deeper into this because I had the nature of the people that come to work with me, not all of them, but a number of them can be quite introverted. They're deep thinkers. They like to work on their own. They like to be able to reflect some of them are incredibly self-aware to the point of overthinking and one particular cl- one particular client that i had i realized had a very different approach than i had and he talked about introversion and i decided that i needed to do some additional research so that i had an understanding of his viewpoint and it was at that point that i realized as I was looking into the behaviours, looking into the traits, that actually I fell into a lot of the categories that were being shared. And a brilliant book on this is um, Susan Cain's book, Quiet, which really looks at how, as a Western society, the ideal is for that more extroverted ideal, it is, you know, the the Western norms, the social norms, are very much designed around that extrovert ideal, and celebrate being bold and charismatic, rather than those that are maybe more quiet, more uh, reflective, and like to work in a quieter environment. They gain their energy from time on their own. And as you can imagine, there are so many people that fall, that that call themselves introverted. I know J.K. Rowling, but many of the scientists are, um that are these great minds that have taken themselves off. They tend to be more tenacious. They tend to be more probing. They won't give up On a problem, so they will take themselves off and they will focus on maybe um, a creative answer to a problem and will stick at it and will keep going time and time again until they come to the answer whereas the more extrovert would probably be more collaborative they would want to work with a team and discuss ideas and bounce ideas off other people and of course we need both types in life and in business it's just recognizing and being able to accommodate those preferences of those people around us and recognizing our preferences well so that we are able to perform at our best and certainly from experience a couple of the things that I found helped me and certainly um, I do believe that I've learned to adapt my behaviours so I have been able to adopt more extroverted tendencies but um, for me it's more the recharging the batteries and I feel that I Expend so much energy in a day when I'm out working, whether I'm travelling, whether I'm presenting, whether I'm coaching, and I need to recharge the batteries at the end of it. Often people that are more introverted can benefit from planning and preparing to ensure they perform at their best. So a couple of things that can often happen are that um, somebody who is more introverted doesn't like to be taken by surprise. So, in a meeting, they don't like to be put on a spot, the spot they like to have been able to reflect and prepare their answer. And I know one of the things that um, came out of lockdown and working online was the number of clients that said to me that being more introverted, being able to use the chat. Box and respond in the chat box on uh, Zoom or in Teams allowed them to have their opinion, their voice heard in a way that they perhaps wouldn't have done in a formal, in an in person meeting because they probably wouldn't have spoken up in that environment. But the chat box allowed them to do that. So if you do feel that you're more introverted, think about how you can prepare. So if you are somebody who perhaps has an important meeting, you are maybe being involved with a board meeting, a senior meeting, it might be a pitch situation, it might be that you're presenting if you have the opportunity, it would help you to go along and see exactly where it is that you will be delivering your either pitch or your, your um, presentation because that allows you to visualise what the situation will be. And it's just one more thing that will, be, uh, will allow you to show up as your best. And often I've heard clients say that it's really helped them to know exactly where they would be standing even within a room and visualise how the meeting will play out so that they don't have any surprises. Now, of course, we can't control other people, but we can visualise what could happen and visualise it going ahead so that if they were slightly more anxious or nervous about the situation, they can plan ahead and imagine it all going well. And of course, our body and brain don't know the difference between what's real and imagined. And we will respond in a more positive mindset if we have visualised this ahead of time, just in the same way that so many athletes have already won their gold medal when they cross the finish line. Another area that many uh, people that are more introverted find difficult is networking. And people say, "Well, I find it really different, difficult to small talk and have you know to make conversation." And again, you know, I, I think about this when you know talking about those western society norms how often with children do we say to them maybe when we're on holiday or at a party go on go and talk to somebody else over there and send them off whereas actually as adults we wouldn't want to be put in that situation so we have this expectation even of children to fit these more extroverted uh, behaviors and traits But in networking, a great tip is be fascinated rather than fascinating. So really think about how you can ask questions of the other person and dig deeper. And often from my clients, I often hear them say that actually it isn't that they don't want a conversation. If they can find some common ground with somebody, then they will more than chat for absolutely hours. It's actually the superficial chat that they don't enjoy. So it's finding that as soon as possible, being aware of that. If you feel that you do find small talk difficult, ask questions so that you can find that common ground and be ready to talk on a topic of your choice and have a conversation around that. And of course, we're all different. And as I said at the beginning, there will be some situations where you Feel more confident, and there will be some situations where you do feel more anxious, and that doesn't make us more introverted or extroverted. That is just the norm. Even the most extrovert person who is confident, is charismatic, can feel uncomfortable or nervous or anxious if they're going into a new environment, if they are pitching for business, something that means a lot to them. And I do think there is a challenge around confidence that people believe that once you are confident, you've got it confident, you've got it for life. Whereas I truly believe that confidence ebbs and flows depending on what's going on in somebody's life, their mindset and the environment that they're putting on and what rides on the outcome of that situation. If you are going for your dream job and you are desperate to make a fabulous impression, we all know that we are going to be a little bit, more, our heart will be racing that little bit more as we approach that interview, however confident we are because so much rides upon it. So those are my reflections on the week. I have had an easier day today, I've been for a walk with my husband and for me I can't think of anything better whereas some people would love to be out at a fabulous restaurant with a big group of friends For me to be able to go for a walk in the hills with my husband and have a coffee is absolutely my idea of happiness. And we're all different, aren't we? Which makes the world go round. So have a super week. And if you are feeling a little mentally exhausted rather than physically exhausted, have a think and think, well, maybe in certain situations I am draining my energy Rather than feeding off those around me. Whatever you end up doing, have a super, super week, and I'll see you next Monday. Feeling inspired? If you'd like to know more, please visit my website at deborahogden.com, where you can download your own personal brand action plan. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love you to subscribe and share the podcast with your network. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.